Blog Talk Radio. All right, you have reached your destination, and thank you for joining us. And those of you that can't stay with us, you know you'll get it on the podcast. I am Apostle S.B. Barber, and we're going to take you remote right into the the streets of Minneapolis uh, to talk with my co-host and commentator, V.J. Smith, who is the president and CEO of Worldwide Mad Dads. BJ, grace and peace to you. I know that you've got something that we need to know about. God bless you, God bless you. Yeah, I, I'm uh, right over here on 36 and 10. I'm live on uh, uh, Blog Talk Radio, Prophetess Barbara Stalling, and we're talking about a shooting that just happened at 530 this morning with a male that was in the car and uh, was killed and shot in the head. Is no longer with us. You know, there's there's been a lot of shootings lately, and there's been a lot of stuff going on. I'm standing here with one of my brothers, and uh, I mean, the, what I'm hearing right now is people are just tired. They're just they're tired of this, man. They're sick of it, and you know. But yet and still, I see mothers come out with their babies in their arms and bring them right to the scene. It, it's just not it's not something that you need to bring your baby to. And I'm not putting mothers down, but I'm just you know, it's just some some things you don't bring them. You take them to the state fair. You take them to the park. But when there's a shooting or killing baby, leave the babies at home. I mean, it's not that important. And I, I know if that mother was here, she'd probably cuss me out right now for saying that. But I, I just feel like it's something that we need to do to make a difference in our community. we got to change some things that we do. i got one of my brothers here with me. I'm going to let him say a few words about his thoughts and what he – Well, grace and peace, first of all. Uh, it's a small world. I mean, I'm here at Freedom Works for myself. Brother Bob was a neighbor, and for someone to come ask him for a cigarette and suit him is just ridiculous. I don't know what happens, but it was all on camera, and it is was basically a setup. So whoever did it will be caught sooner than later, but it was petty. This guy was a good guy. He was a neighbor. Now, mind you, we all have our own issues and demons we're fighting, but he was back on track, had a good job, uh, skyrocketed in his career heavy machine operator and was the most nicest guy in the world. And now all of a sudden, on his way to work, someone asked him for a cigarette to get up on him and shoot him and attempted to rob him or something. I don't know what happened. But it's a small world, and life is short, so enjoy it while you can. Peace. 
Listen, stay stay with us just for a moment. I am uh, about right, to I think I'm got a call. Hold on in a the studio. I, we wanted to get that person uh, the name of the deceased, the fallen. We, Brother we get Bob, that name that's again. his name. Brother Bob. Brother Bob. Brother All Bob, right. yeah. All right. I'm Brother Emmanuel. Thank if there's you any for more sharing. Questions. You're very welcome. All right. Thank you, and thank you for sharing. All right, we're talking about what's happening from the community perspective and on the streets. All right, VJ. Well, you know, this this this, this gentleman, like he said, was was a brother that was pulling himself together, you know, and about, uh, you know, we have in this building where this happened, there's a lot of brothers in there really pulling their lives together, doing positive things for the community and giving back to the community in a way that is extraordinary. You know, as a matter of fact, this building doesn't really get enough, enough talk about it because it's doing some great people came out of this building, coming out of penitentiary Absolutely. and turning their lives around. So we don't, we don't, we don't want to focus on that. What we, what, what we do want to focus is, is that we've got, we've got young kids out here that are lost and we've got to really get around them. And they're not, they're not, you know, they're killers with guns and there's somebody out here making a lot of profit of giving guns to our babies. And we have to understand that as long as we allow those demons to do that, as long as we allow our babies to have guns, they're going to think that it's worth shooting somebody for $20. It's worth shooting somebody for $50. It's worth shooting somebody for a bag of weed. It's not. not lives are valuable. And or shooting somebody because they won't give you a cigarette. Right. Or shooting somebody because they won't give you a cigarette. That, that there is tremendously crazy. So, uh, what we're working on here right now is connecting with the community, connecting with our people, and, and just showing that it's important that we value all lives. We value each and every one that we have come out here. It's critically important. And, and I'm I'm coming to you live from 36 and 10 where we have lost one of our uh, one of our brothers. One of our brothers. We've lost one of our brothers. And I think it's I think it's important that we pay homage to any life that is lost, regardless of what walk they were taking. We need to pay homage to that. Uh, when you think about the, the lady that was killed by the police officer and how many hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people showed up for that, uh, when you think about all the great things that we do in our community and when we do great things and positive things in our community, we only have uh, a few people that show up or maybe one camera that might and maybe not show up. We do great things in our community, and I think it's important for us to have a opportunity to realize that we do great things on the north side, on the south side, and in St. Paul. They may not get covered, but I want to I want to say thank all the leaders that produce great events, do great things for the kids, help their kids turn their lives around, that they do wonderful things because it seems like we pay so much attention to homicides and killings and shootings and all the negativity that if it bleeds, it leaves. And that's why I thought this Barbara Stalling. I'm so glad and impressed that you are are giving that, that kind of homage to that. You know, when I look at my sisters, my queens, I have a young lady right here right now that I know that she's sick and tired of this, that, you know, she she's fed up. But then she's got to get up every morning and still provide and do what she's got to do. But what does she do with all this grief and trauma she's got inside of her? So would you mind talking to, uh, I'm on Blog Talk Radio with Prophet Barbara Stalling, just talking about this. How does this make you feel? 
um, it really makes me feel sad that um, our black people, I don't know what age it was, but that we just keep dying and nobody trusts the police or anything to even bring anything forward because all the hate crimes that's going on with the police. So everybody in the neighborhood is basically, you know, holding secrets, holding what they know and about the whole situation. I think it's not good at all. I think we all should come together and put a stop to it. doesn't matter. It's not about black lives matter. All lives matter. All colors matter. It's not just black. We got killings that happen everywhere, not just over north, but mainly it's over north, and we need something to do with it. And it's not just because they changed who's the sheriff or who's the head of the police station. It doesn't matter who is the head of it. It's still going through. You know, it's still... People are getting killed at young ages. People are getting killed everywhere, you know. It's just terrible. And I wish we would come together and just make it happen, you know. Tell what we know. It's not snitching, and that's probably what the thing is called. Everybody thinks it's called snitching. No, you're telling piece of beneficial information to save people's lives. Even it might be your own. So I think people need to come together and speak what they know to save their own lives. And everybody else's too. No, she's just talking on I'm going radio for okay. Yeah, I'm here with, you know, one of my one of my favorite girls right now and, and she's she's sick and tired. She's a she's a revolutionary, she's a rebel, she's a freedom fighter. And she's always shows up on the scene. I'm she's a mother too. And you know what? She always does more than she's expected, more than she's asked, and so I just want her to talk a little bit about how she feels about all these killings and shootings. Cause I know that our women bear so much, you know, when we come to these scenes, I see more women than men. When I go to the funerals, I see more women than men. Our women bear so much and they still hold the family up. So Roxanne, just tell uh Providence Barbara's story. How you feel? Uh, hey, uh, right now, I mean, as I'm dropping off my babies at one of their friends, one of my, uh, wonderful sisters in the neighborhood, Princess Anne's baby, and um, I'm dropping off my daughters over here at um, at her bus stop. And I, I don't know, I'm almost, like, lost for words because it's kind of crazy to wake up in the morning and taking your kids to have, a you know, a normal life and go to school, and then, like, you see, you know, a bunch of detectives standing around and police standing around and um, people standing around um, looking looking confused, looking kind of stressed out that we have a murder this early in the morning. Um, and from what I'm hearing about it, it's a, it's a robbery. So it makes me think about the conditions in my community more than anything. It makes me think about um, about how we have a blueprint of the problems happening in each of our areas. Um, we see the crimes, the type of crimes that are happening our economic crimes, and um, and we have a lot of disorganization in our neighborhood, which is, you know, why we have a lot of gangs around because families are broken apart. So I think we need to work on, I always start just thinking about solutions. You know, what do we need to work on? We need to come out here to the areas that you see brothers out here on the block um, doing what they got to do to feed their families, but it's, it's unsafe. So we need to offer them some other options. We need to try to build more um economic um, possibilities for our community so that people aren't acting, um, you know, acting like survivalists out here so that people can actually live and not just be out here 
trying to grind and survive all the time and anger on 10. I don't know what to say. You just hand me the phone. <laughs> I don't know exactly what radio show this is, but if anybody's listening out there, us. we really Stay have to bring back the village. We really have to start Absolutely. really looking out for each other. Um, people need to stop asking That's questions right. about where the parents are and stop telling people to get jobs. And people need to remember that um, it takes a village to raise a child. So if that's the case, then we really need to work on our village and build our village up so that our village is able to help out with with people's children and help out with people's families. we got people out here struggling, and, and as the rich get richer, the poor get poorer, and we will start to see more crimes like this. Um, this is just this is just a symptom of a larger dis-ease. We are listening and talking with the community live from the streets of Minneapolis at this moment, talking about the recent street homicides. And on the beat in the streets is V.J. Smith. So you're hearing the voices of the community, and that's what Tuesday New Community View is all about. All right, V.J. You know, I got a, I got a, I got a gentleman here that just lost his daughter, and she's out of town. But, you know, she's, he's going to need some resources. I'm going to let him tell you what happened. So there's all kind of tragedies happening, you know, and I'll tell you, people, get some life insurance. You know, I pay my policy every month, but it's important. Cover your kids because they need it because you never know what's going to happen, how young or old they might be. Cover them because it's important. You know, sometimes we don't have the finances, but, you know, try to do the best you can, you know. I know it's tough, but I want this brother to talk about what happened to his daughter and how he needs help. Hello? Hello? Yes, go ahead. You have the, You have the mic. Go ahead. Okay, so uh, my daughter, she was in uh, Gary, and she passed away. From would you like to tell? Would you, Would you like to introduce who you are? Please feel free to do so. Oh, my, my name My name is Derek Henderson. Grace I, and peace, uh, Derek. Go ahead. Yeah, my daughter. Uh, her name was China. She passed away in, uh, in Gary from an asthma attack, and we're trying to uh, trying to get her back here. And we don't have really no resources, no money, really. And we really don't have nothing. She on uh, medical assistance through Minnesota, uh, but I don't know how that's going to go because she's out of town. Well, uh, the little bit, I'm Apostle Barber, and um, I, w- I want you to know that at least follow up with uh, her plan with medical assistance, Minneapolis, oh. because she's still uh-huh. a resident here, and you need to let them yeah. know ASAP, and uh, they may be able to at least uh, get her body back here, and then you go from there. But do those steps, all right? Okay. Yes, yeah, definitely. I, do I, those I don't steps. know what to do. Yeah. And listen, okay, for those so of you that are, uh, may be chiming in, and you have uh-huh. a, a suggestion for this gentleman regarding what has happened to him, uh, the financial disparity that he's facing right now at, uh, at the death of his daughter who had left the Twin Cities and uh, had an attack, and she's no longer with us in this life, but nevertheless the body uh, is still there. Uh, in another state. So, again, I'm encouraging you to reach out to uh, Hennepin County, follow up on her medical, what she had in mm-hmm. place, and 
uh, at least appeal to the county. And if you have to go beyond just the clerk, then ask for the advocate. All right? Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you for sharing with us this morning. All right. All right. Thank you so much. All right. We're still on beat in the streets, and today is Tuesday New Community View, and uh, V.J. Smith is on the beat. All right. right. Thank you. Thank you. You can give it back to V.J. Yeah, we we uh like I said over in over in the streets there on 36 and 10 Avenue there was a shooting over here, but I'm a, I'm I've got a I got a sister with me that's been through so much man she knows so much about what's been going on through the community and she's been through a lot of tragedies and a lot of stuff but she's still a survivor she's still out here in this community but I'm gonna let her tell you exactly how this makes her feel. Because sometimes these little young boys, they shoot people. They don't think about how it makes other people feel. Are uh, we on the Esri Barber Morning Show? Tell them how this makes you feel. No, I don't want to do Yeah, you don't want to do the news. This is black radio. It's, yeah, she don't want to do that. She just lost her son, so she she can't do that right now. But I got you in my prayers. We're praying for you and everything. BJ, may I ask? Is she the – I wanted to share, uh, you know, the Star Tribune has um, released – uh, uh, the Star Tribune has released. Love you. All right, BJ. The Star Tribune has has released a a piece regarding the report on the young black male Havion West, West, uh, Wesley, and so it seems like there's a turn in some of the information, and uh, you may so, be already. They know who the shooter is. Well, what you're saying is is that they are holding the shooter. The shooter is the suspected shooter is in custody currently. Uh, But some of the comments out of this article uh, from the Star Tribune is that uh, what took place with Havion Wesley, the teenager shot to death at a gas station in Crystal over the weekend, was identified Monday, and we know that as a former student athlete at Patrick Henry High School in Minneapolis. So what's happened is they have a, the police announced that they have arrested a juvenile. Now, the piece that is different here is that uh, one of the family members is uh, saying that uh, said the suspect suspect is in custody and being held in the juvenile detention center on suspicion of second degree homicide. The police aren't elaborating, of course, on the circumstances surrounding the death. Uh, what they're saying is that we're at the police station. They were at the police station now, and her. Uh, the Don the honesty. I really don't like using these names. If you know, if, if folks will see it out here, but I don't want to put anyone in jeopardy at all. But family is saying, a family member is saying to Star Tribune that it was an accident. It was one of his close friends. So that's yeah. where that's at right now. So these kind of details are are unfolding. And uh, I don't know which is, you know, both scenarios is still heart-wrenching and still a life has been taken, whether it was an accident, meaning what are you doing with these guns? 
well, you know, what, what, what are you doing with these guns that an accident would take place? It's one thing to bear a firearm on your bike and you have a certification to do so. All right. I'm hearing background. So, BJ, are you ready? As I was saying, it's one thing to bear a firearm uh, the right way and have the certification for it, et cetera. Uh, but the bottom line is when you are playing with a firearm with your friends and all of a sudden you find yourself in a very, very bad place because the gun goes off. Go ahead, BJ. Well, here's the thing. Do we know where the guns are coming from? Yes. Do we know how to stop them? We haven't figured it out yet. Young people don't know how to shoot. They don't know how to use firearms. They don't know how to maintain them. But yet and still, they keep obtaining them. We we have a serious problem. People are making bad decisions. They're using drugs. At 4 o'clock in the morning, they're, they're, they're high. They're looking for something. They're looking for whatever it takes, and they, they're trigger happy. We have a lot of situations with mental health, a lot of grief and trauma issues, and some of that stuff we're working on, and we need to continue to work on it. We've got we've got some serious stuff going on here, and I think the main thing we need to do, is, brother, how you doing? How you doing, And I think the main thing we need to work on is getting uh, our kids in a, in a proper place where they need to be, putting our kids in a position where they can want to be the greatest that they can be. We don't want to design them to be ready for the penitentiary, but in some eyes, that's what they're set up to be. And and part of that is the parents' fault. Part of that is the government's fault, and part of that. It is the men's fault in our community. So it's not just one thing. It's multiple things that we have to be responsible for and responsible to. Um, when I see these and kids, let's, kind of let's look at the, with that. BJ, let's look at the flip side of it. We know that we have academic scholars. We have some young folks, young people that really have their hands on straight, and, you know, they're making inroads, but, like you said at the beginning, the top of the, the hour of the broadcast, the, you know, the article isn't written about them unless you force the article on the paper. But you don't hear about right. those, um, the, 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 uh, those positive things that are happening right. with our children. And, and I'm stressing that because working with these young people in the community, as, yeah. I, as I do and our team does, most of them say, you know what? They don't ask us how we feel. They don't. They don't ask us what we think. They don't even know. Or they don't want to hear the the positive things that we are doing. All right. So we're saying to the media, especially when it comes to black media, and our black media are doing it, but it needs to be even more prevalent. It needs to be. Uh, heard on a more frequent basis to the point where the young folks that are very positive and doing the right thing, even though we've had some tragedies where they're concerned. Hey, Vian, uh had just uh, in a video posted on YouTube by the university in February, assistant coach Sam Smith described Wesley as a little quiet, um, behind-the-scenes type of kid. Um, he comes from Minneapolis in the inner city, and his aspiration was just wanted to get out of the environment and get a chance at going to school and being able to play game, play the game of football he loved. He's, he was mentored by very great black men 
Um, and so he was on his way. But nevertheless, this is what took place. So we want to exactly. push the voices of our young people as never before. Go ahead, BJ. Well, this is the tragedy we're dealing with. we got a situation. It's 911 in our community. It's 911 in Houston. It's 911 in Minneapolis. I live this yes. thing every day. I, I breathe it, and, and it's part of my DNA. But I want to thank you, Essie Bard Morning Show. I've got to leave. I've got to do something real quick uh, with Channel 5. So I want to thank you for being one of the greatest uh, media outlets in the world. Southside Coalition is waiting to connect with you. We just talked about you yesterday. But continue to be a blessed woman. I was looking at a video you, we did together down at uh, Shirley Caesar. I had a, had a flashback, and uh, you just were elegant and uh, mm-hmm. just an elegant delivery and everything. And continue to do what you do. I love you. I love uh, I love the, the broadcast. I love your family and your son and, and your husband and all. So God bless everybody. All right. Thank you, VJ. You know, we had the opportunity to hear him on the street doing the beat, and reporting to you, our listeners, what's going on real time, real time. And there is hurt and disparity and frustration. There's a lot going on. But we want you to know, stand still and see the salvation of our Father in the sense of God's move in your behalf. This is not unseen, unheard, unknown. He is not deaf. He can hear and knows exactly what is happening and what is taking place. So I want you to know that find your soul and Hold on to your peace even though it is being disturbed and you feel like a ship that is being tossed to and fro in the sea. There is an outcome. There is an end result, and he does have you in mind. So know that, too, the heart and minds of others Turn their hearts and minds toward God in this hour. Prayer will change things. You may not necessarily get the result. I may not get the result that I would want to have. That does not mean that I'm not heard and that my prayer isn't being effective. But you want to get your heart right with God because at the fleeting moment, You don't know what the end or the matter is going to determine for your life, our families. We have those in Houston. They're saying that Harvey is one of the worst storms that we've had, and those families have been uprooted. Fortunately, the death number, I wish it had not been one, But thank God it is not as high, wow, as so many of the others, and yet it's still raging. So where do you turn? You turn to God. He is our creator. We can't forget that. We've got to understand and trust in him. 
So I want to leave you with that piece of understanding and that it would minister to your heart. So for those of you that have tuned in now or will tune in a little bit later on today, I want you to know that the purposes and plans of God, that's what you want to tap tap into and know that he hears and knows what is going on. So be encouraged in this hour and stand on his promises in this hour and be encouraged. I'm going to leave you with my everything by...
as we are going off the line, the live broadcast again, I want to acknowledge the precious life removed from this life, and that's of Havion Wesley. And I'd like to just quote Coach Jamil Jackson's heart concerning this tragedy. Havion, let me be the first to apologize for not being there. See, the coach referred to him and even in admonishment, Havion was definitely a king in the eyes of Coach Jamil Jackson. He loved and admired. Havion, let me apologize for not being there, for not forcing you into my inner circle to ensure your survival. Every Sunday morning I would tap your chest as I scolded you about school sports and being a man of character. With your charismatic smile, you would respond, quote, I got you, coach. I got you. And as I said, I love you. I could see in your eyes you knew I was telling the truth and you felt the same. The coach makes reference in his comment, but on today, that day when coach received the news of this tragedy and this loss of life. It will be hard, really hard, as I feel so responsible. Rest up, King. Knowing your short time with us, you made a mark that will always be remembered. And that's on the voice and out of the heart and on behalf of CEO. That's change equals opportunity. The Fairview Cardinals for life. And that speaks to the family of Havion. Young people, come close. Come close to us. We're going to continue to reach out to you and pull you in that you be anchored. The rest is in God's hands. So stay safe, everyone. But keep your heart turned towards God, our Father, who knows all things and has rule and justice over everything. So have a great day today. I've got to go now. But until then, Keep your mind stayed on him.